I'm Tavis Smiley, and I am thrilled to have you uh, tune into our program in this third and final hour today. And what an hour. First of all, it's been two great hours already. <laughs> An amazing show today. Uh, and this hour promises not to disappoint. Uh, in this hour, women's basketball legend, four-time champion Cheryl Swoops, and WNBPA Executive Director Terry Carmichael Jackson join us for a conversation about a new documentary. It's called Shattered Glass, a WNBPA story now streaming on Tubi. Before we commence our conversation, here now uh, some sounds from the documentary Shattered Glass. So you know we're doing a documentary. Three players, NECA, Stewie, and JJ. Those are great. Exactly. You become a fan of people once you get a chance. Exactly. We don't know to care about things until we're told stories about why we care about them. And we need to tell stories about women athletes because otherwise, how are we supposed to know? This is the meeting of the CBA committee. We are exactly 12 months out before a decision on opt-out. And that's what today is all about, understanding our value and our worth and what that looks like. Will we opt out? That's the question. We're clearly at a moment where things are pivotal in how people are viewing women's sports. We have amazing basketball players in every market that deserve a story to be told. New York CBA. Maybe he's gonna come October 12th. That's game one of the finals. We have no choice. My mom loves that I'm kind of like a junior mom. <laughs> Being from the Bahamas, coming to the United States to become an MVP. I'm not one of the best, I'm the best. So when you talk about me, put some respect on my name. Everyone in the sports world, wake up. We all want this league to succeed, but we're not satisfied. We need to get past this idea that we should just be grateful for how it is. We broke a lot of record. Attendance, ratings. Oh, women's sports, right? Hell no. For all of the people in the league who work their asses off, I want to be a great mom and a great wife, but also a great basketball player. We are the premier women's basketball league in the world for a reason. They will impact what is next for women's sports. I want to see it better. This is our opportunity to get it right. Pleased to welcome basketball legend Cheryl Swoops to this program. Cheryl, how are you today? I am wonderful. How are you? If I complained, I'd be an ingrate. I am doing well and delighted <laughs> delighted to be in conversation with you. And I'm delighted to have the executive director of the WNBPA, Terry Carmichael Jackson, on this program. Terry, how are you today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm happy to be in the midst of, of your company, of Cheryl's company. Uh, let's get it going. Let's get it going. And let me start with right this. Right back at you. <laughs> Hi, Terry and Tavis. I'm a fan, just so you know. I'm a big fan. Thank so you. I, I'm super excited to have this conversation. I am, I'm honored and I'm humbled and I'm tickled. And I'm just delighted to have you both here. Uh, uh, nothing like being in a conversation with a bunch of greatness. So uh, let's, let's, let's get the party started. Let, let me start with you, uh, start with you Terry. T- tell, me, uh, tell me more about this documentary. The, the trailer gives us a sense of what it is. But tell me more about the documentary, how it came to be, and why you think now is such a propitious time for its release. Absolutely. You know, I've been in this in this role um, going on eight years. Cheryl, can you believe that? And um, I am stepping into this role. I thought I I want to tell their stories. I need to share with the world what I am so privileged to do in in this role in what I call a job. Mm -hmm. I feel very protector, um, very very much like a protector of their stories. 
Um, I had the opportunity to, to talk with so many people about my desire to see them on a big screen, to see them on the big stage. And if you tell, you know, if you give the universe your intentions enough, somebody will, it will resonate with somebody. Somebody will hear you and, 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 you know, look to make it happen. That somebody was Jess McCourt. She was working with us and with our licensing partner. She moved on to Malka Entertainment. And she said, Terry, this is going to be the first conversation I have with my bosses. This is the first project I want to make happen. You talk about these women so much. You talk about how dynamic they are. Let's tell the world. Let's show the world. And I've I've been telling people, you know, Jess can sell her behind off. (laughs) And and she I would be on these calls and she'd be pitching and um, and she made it come true. She made it come true. And I'm just so privileged to like have this job. I'm privileged to tell this story, be one of the executive producers on it, worked with somebody like Jess McCourt, um, Andrea Busila, who who's our director. Um, they were able to to help us uh, reach out to to Cheryl and say, we need your voice, Cheryl Swoops. You are a legend. You are a pioneer. You are a trailblazer. You are the first. We need you to be a part of this too. So that's how it all came to be in a in a very short in a very short uh, summary of how it all came to be. And we will hear the voice of <laughs> Cheryl Swoops when we come forward. Uh, just getting started in this hour. I'm glad I had them for the hour talking about this uh, documentary, Shattered Glass, a WNBPA story. Of course, we all saw Sabrina and Steph go at it on Sunday at the uh, was that Saturday Saturday it must have been yeah Saturday. I get my days confused. The game was on Sunday. Uh, the all the skills uh, competitions were on Saturday, and everybody was tuned in to watch Sabrina. Sabrina uh, and Steph go at it on that three-point contest, and she put some heat on him. She put some heat on Steph Curry on, on Saturday, but it was a great moment to watch. I think another moment in the telling of the story, the elevating of the story, the amplifying of the story, of uh, the impact that the WNBA is having, and uh, this documentary, Shattered Glass, is our subject for the hour. When we come forward, the voice of the one and only Cheryl Swoops on Tavis Smiley. This is getting good. Tavis Smiley continues when we come forward. Let's get back to more of this rich dialogue with Tavis Smiley. Tavis Smiley and Cheryl Swoops and Terry Carmichael Jackson. Of course, we all know Cheryl Swoops as a four-time champion, WNBA, and uh, Terry Carmichael Jackson is the executive director uh, of the uh, WNBPA and executive producer on this uh, amazing documentary called Shattered Glass, a WNBPA story. I'm delighted to have both of them on this program in this hour. All right, Cheryl Swoops, um, uh, first of all, um, again, once again, uh, just delighted to be in dialogue with you. When, when you look at the journey um, that is the story of the WNBA, you think what? I don't want to color this first question much more than that. You can paint however you want to paint on this canvas. But when you look at the journey that this league has had, at this point, you say what? You see what? Who? Um, I, I see and say a lot. Yeah. Um, but but it's all good stuff, you know. I think for me, the the biggest thing that comes to mind is growth and opportunity. Mm-hmm. And and what I mean by that is when, when the league started back in who ninety seven, um, you know, and, and being the first, we we were just excited that we had an opportunity to play women's professional basketball here in the US and, and not have to go abroad if we chose not to. But 
an, an opportunity, it's everything from what they're accomplishing and getting done on the court and all the opportunities off the court that are so much bigger and greater than we had, i.e. this documentary. And, you know, Terry spoke very well about it, but from a, a former player who is still involved with the league and, and is a fan of the league and a fan of the players, I'm just excited that these women are finally getting an opportunity to tell their stories outside of, of hooping. You know, mm-hmm. like people see them, they watch the game, and they're like, oh, like, she's nice, she got skill but they don't really know who these women are outside of the game. And and I feel like that's so important that people get to see that side and get to hear that side because just as women in general, we we just do so much. We wear so many hats. And, 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 it, and it's more impressive to me what these women are capable of doing on the court when you hear everything that they're doing off the court and 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 I'm just I'm excited that I had a small piece of it yeah. um because my my perspective is is probably very different from the average person that's going to look at the documentary yeah um, tell me more about how you, t- to your point about all the hats that women wear, and indeed they do, and if on top of that they're trying to be or, in fact, are being a professional athlete, that just adds more to the mix. Tell me more about how you navigated that during your playing days and navigated it well enough to win four championships. I mean, it, it was hard. Like, I, I'm not going to sit here and, and lie and say, well, that was a piece of cake. <laughs> um, you know, it was. It was hard. But I will say for me, the most important part of it that allowed me to do those things and be successful was just having a great support system. And and that support system for me wasn't very big uh, by choice, but having um, my mom around allowed me to go out, do what I needed to do as far as my job working out. So I, for those who don't know, I almost missed the entire first season, the inaugural season of the WNBA because I was pregnant with my son. Um, I, I had my son on June 25th, the day the WNBA launched. So the first game, I remember in the hospital bed, I'd had my son, and I turned the TV on immediately because I wanted to watch the L.A. Sparks tip off versus the New York Liberty. Um, and so because I had that great support system, because th- there was a part of me – that did feel guilty once I, you know, came back to play. So six weeks after I gave birth, I was back out on the court. Mm. And and that, too, was by choice because I, it was that important to me that I was able to be a part of the inaugural season of the WNBA. But there was a part, though, from a mental standpoint that I struggled with every single day that I never really shared, I never talked about, because even back in 1997, you just didn't talk about stuff you were struggling with from a Mm -hmm. mental standpoint. Mm -hmm. And I just figured it out. I just dealt with it. Again, I had my mom there who helped me get through a lot of that, because as a professional athlete, that's what we have to do. We have to work out. we got to make sure we're in top shape. And so for me to be able to leave my son and do those things to get back in shape, um, if my mom had not been there, I honestly don't know how I would have dealt with that and how I would have gotten through it. Uh, Lord, so it is. It's everything from being a mom, being yeah. entrepreneurs, to being wives, to cooking, and like all of those things. Not only did I do that when I was playing, I continue to do those things. But, you know, 
Yeah. That's what we do. No, that's what we do. That's what y'all do, I should say. And I I will say this. The things we owe our mothers, Lord Jesus, the things we owe the things mm-hmm. we owe our mothers mm-hmm. for getting us through so many situations in our lives. Let me just ask you right quick, since you said this, I want to get back to Terry in a second. But since you went there, sure I want to follow you. And that is um the how you process, um and I want to be gentle here, how you process the fact that so many athletes, professional women athletes in particular, are being much more vocal, much more open about their mental challenges, the stress of doing what they do. I mean, Simone Biles has been open about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sister tennis player whose name I'm forgetting right about now. Um, um, she has been vocal about that. Here you come raising this issue now. So I see a number of, of professional athletes talking about it, but women really are out front. Professional athletes, uh, women are out front talking publicly about the stress, the mental stress of trying to navigate the journey that they're navigating. And to your point, you know, years ago when you first started playing, uh, when you joined the, when the uh, WNBA started, that's not a topic people talked about publicly, but it's becoming much more, uh, trans- people are being more transparent about it, more open about it. And I think that's a good thing. What's your read? I think it's a great thing. And, and to your point, it's not that it didn't exist, right? Back then, it was just so taboo or yeah. so not okay to, to talk about it. And a lot of people would look at professional athletes, honestly, and say, how could your life be that stressful, mm-hmm. right? That you're, you you play a sport. You live in the dream. You live um, in the because, dream. You live in the dream. Yeah, yeah. like I heard that a lot. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you know what what comes with that in in the living the dream part and people looking at that are the expectations and sometimes unrealistic expectations that are put on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you're in the spotlight all the time. You can't make a mistake, and every single thing that you do is under a microscope. In People are constantly critiquing you and criticizing you. And for me personally, as much as I try to, like, shut that out, you still you still feel it. Like, mm-hmm. you still hear it. You feel it. And, if, if again, if you don't have the right people around you and supporting you and in your circle, like, it could cause you to just to, to do things you probably don't want to do or even think about thoughts yeah. like that. And for me, I again, I didn't have it, didn't know who I could talk to besides my mom. Mm. Um, but I will say, I, like, kudos to every single athlete that is addressing it, that's talking about it, that's not ashamed of it, that's not embarrassed about it. And, you know, when, when I look at the, just the women in the WNBA, and Skylar Diggins-Smith, who, you know, Skylar had a baby and mm-hmm. came back from it and dealt with postpartum depression and mental mental struggles and it's it i i like the fact that we're we're talking about it we're discussing it because there are so many people in the world that look up to athletes for for a lot of different reasons Mm -hmm. and and knowing that they're just regular everyday common people who deal with mental issues every single day and mental health issues to be able to look at an athlete male female black white and say wow if he or she is okay talking about this, yeah. then it should be okay for me to do it also. Yeah. And, and I think that's important. That's an important message that I, I know we would love to get across to people that it, it's okay to admit that you're not okay. Yeah, yeah. it's it's not easy for people to do that publicly. So I take your point uh, and I join you. Uh, kudos to all those professional athletes who are not shy uh, about advancing uh, that particular 
narrative and issue. So, Terry Carmichael Jackson, I want to come to you now. Um, you heard um, uh, Cheryl mention moments ago that uh, she's in the hospital having just had her baby, and she uh, wanted to see the tip-off between the L.A. Sparks and the New York Liberty. Uh, speaking of the New York Liberty, uh, my read is that it was a beautiful thing uh, in terms of elevating and amplifying the story of the WNBA to see that Sabrina Steph shootout last Saturday during the NBA All-Star Weekend my sense, again, is that that's good for the league. What's your take on it, uh, Terry? Uh, oh, absolutely. It's great for the league. And, and, and I want to talk about that, but I want to say that the women's tennis player that you were talking about that elevated and amplified mental health issues is Naomi Osaka. Exactly. I that's just didn't it. Leave Naomi, this. That's I, it. Naomi, I didn't yeah. want to leave this without, without <laughs> calling out her name. That's There's who so is. many players in W, you know, Asia, Kayla, McBride, all, and, and on and on. But with respect to your question about, you know, Sabrina and Steph and that shootout, that was everything. <laughs> that was everything. And, and you know, we can't forget that was the best how part of All Star Weekend. <laughs> yeah. The best part we of it. Can't, we, can't, we can't forget how it came about, right? Because, you know, I think, I think Sabrina was the one who kind of put it out there, you know, hey, let's do this. Let's, let's have a shootout. Um, and it kind of took off from there. You know, Twitter is what Twitter will do. And, and, and folks, you know, folks took that tweet and let it go viral. And, and there was some, I think, a, a lot of interest about making that happen in, on both camps and then throughout the league. And, of course, the players associations on, on both sides, the NBPA and the WNBPA, absolutely, absolutely supporting that. Um, when you see the eyeballs and the attention that the 2024 NBA All-Star got, be laser-focused on Saturday, and particularly that segment of Saturday. I mean, the league was smart. The league was paying attention and following this. Its broadcast partner was paying attention and following this and knew when to slot this because you can't have it at the top of the broadcast because after everybody sees it, they may turn it off, you know, they may turn the televisions off. Yeah. Or they may be less inclined to really, you know, to really focus in on, on all that is happening. And I have a son who plays in this league, so all due respect to, to the brothers in the NBA and those who are all-stars and those who were part of Saturday night. But we all know, we all know the real deal. All eyes on Sabrina. All eyes on Steph. And when Sabrina steps up and goes first, you know she is trying. she's trying to get at least 30. You know you know, she's picking up that speed and picking up momentum. She delivered. She absolutely delivered. And she delivered from the three-point line, enough said. Yep. My, my, my sense is... Wait, uh, wait, wait. She delivered from, from the NBA three-point line. Correct. From the NBA. Not, correct. Not the WNBA three-point line. Correct. NBA, <laughs> the NBA three-point line. Indeed. Um, my, and, it was, and it was Sabrina <laughs> who said... That's where I want to shoot from. Yeah. So yeah. Oh no, she right. she, she did she, she did her thing. There's no there's no denying that. No denying that. My 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 sense is Cheryl, you first, and then uh, we we'll get Terry's take on this. My sense is though that the NBA players, uh, many of them are really becoming vocal cheerleaders for the WNBA. I mean I mean Kobe of course uh, was out front. God rest his soul. We just uh, saw the statue unveiled mm -hmm. here in L.A. Kobe was out front talking about this uh, years ago. But there are a lot of NBA players who I see now really cheerleading the WNBA. Of course, it could always be greater, but but that that's what I'm seeing. What are you seeing, Cheryl? Well, here's the thing. So even even back in the day when the league started, we had those NBA guys. It was just very different because of social media, right? Do you know what I mean? I got you. So we had just just 
for example, playing here in Houston, we had the Mucci Norris and Katino Mobley and Steve Francis. Like, we had NBA guys that came out and they supported. It's just at a completely different level today. And that's what you want. You always want to be able to see growth. You want to be able to, to, to hear people talk about it. And I, I, think it's, I think it's great that the NBA players come out and support the WNBA and, and vice versa. WNBA is supporting NBA. I, I will say this. And this is just me. Okay. Does it? Because a lot of people will say, "Well, if NBA players are watching and NBA players are talking about it, then it must be good." Well, it it doesn't take an NBA player to validate mm-hmm. how great these women are. Mm-hmm. And and you hear that a lot. And so before Terry goes, because I I want to address this whole you know Steph and and Sabrina shooting. I I thought it was I thought it was great. To me, that was. The most exciting part of All Star Weekend, if if we're being honest, just mm-hmm. my opinion. But then you have, you know, Reggie Miller, Kenny Smith. They're commentating on what's going on, what you're seeing. And I know Kenny said it in, in so he says in a joking way, but he says, "Well, no, I think Sabrina should have shot from the women's three point line." And my point is, but why? Mm. Sabrina made the same amount of shots from the NBA line that Dame Lillard made, and he won the three-point contest. Mm-hmm. So, say that like, part again, to me, Say that part again, Cheryl. <laughs> well, she, I mean, she did. She made the same amount from the NBA line that Dame Lillard made from the NBA line, and he won the men's three-point shooting contest. Mm. And Steph only made, what, two more than she did? I take your point. Like, <laughs> but that's the type of stuff that when you're sitting at home and you're listening to that, you you start questioning or wondering, oh, well, are these women really good? And I'm like, but him making that comment was, was crazy to me. Let, let, let because, me, one, it was Sabrina's suggestion. She right. said, I want to shoot from the three-point line. She did it. She held her own. She put the pressure on Steph. You know, that's that type of stuff I hear and I'm like, all right, let's move on to let something me, else. Let me let me let me we we will move on to something else, but not until I'm done with this and we ain't done with this yet. When we come forward, uh, I want to follow up on the brilliant point that Cheryl Swoops has just made. And the question I want to ask of Cheryl and Terry Carmichael Jackson as well is how they view, broadly speaking, the way that women's sports are covered in the media period. There's no question but that they're, they're, that they're getting more coverage, but what does that coverage look like? What does that coverage sound like when we talk about women's professional sports? We'll come right to that, I promise you, when we come forward on Tavis Smiley. More of Tavis Smiley when we come forward. Sounds different, huh? This is Tavis Smiley. This is Tavis Smiley in dialogue with Cheryl Swoops, four-time WNBA champion and WNBA, WNPA, uh, Executive Director Terry Carmichael Jackson, who I'm honored to have on. Um, Cheryl is in this documentary, and uh, Terry is one of the exec producers of it. It's called Shattered Glass, a WNBPA story uh, now available to watch for free on Tubi. Uh, I've seen it. Uh, it's it's powerful and arresting, and I think you'll enjoy it as well. Again, streaming right now for free on Tubi, Shattered Glass, a WNBPA story. 
thrilled to have Terry Carmichael Jackson and Cheryl Swoops on this program. All right, Cheryl, you set it off as you are want to do. I ain't mad at you. You are sister after my own heart. I ain't, I ain't shy either. <laughs> so you went there, and I want, I want to follow you because I, because I have my own take on this. Um, but you were you were sounding off uh, pretty pretty eloquently um, about the ways in which uh, commentators cover women's sports. And there, I, I have two thoughts. Here. Let me get both of them out, and I'll shut up and pass the mic to you, Cheryl. Um, the first is that I, I hear you, and and there, there are times when I notice that myself. I mean, obviously, I am a broadcaster. I've been doing this for a long time, so I'm, I'm hearing mm-hmm. stuff and seeing stuff and feeling stuff that others might not catch the way you catch it, having been a player. So, one, I I, I I'm I'm simpatico with you on 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 that point uh, about the ways in which the game is covered or not. On the other hand, I'm also celebrating the fact that more women are in the broadcast booth. I mean, I was just talking to my board out, Miles, and can I just honestly tell you my favorite sportscaster these days for NBA games? Doris Burke. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I love Doris Burke, the way she sees the game, the way she calls the game. I mean, these guys might bring – all these guys are great, don't get me wrong. But my point is that I'm, I'm celebrating – the advent of more women in the broadcast booth, even as I am chagrined at times about the way these broadcasters cover women's professional sports, I shut up and I I, I pass the mic to you, Cheryl Swoops. <laughs> well, uh, uh, so you get you get me you, you get you get me worked up. Come on, on come on with it, come on with it, come on with it, Cheryl. Um, Don't be shy. Let let me. Agree with you in saying Doris Burke. I think Doris, the way she, to your point, the way she sees the game, the way she breaks down the game, the way she brings the average fan into the game so they can understand what they're seeing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. And since we're giving kudos, I'm going to put this one out there because I'm a huge Andrea Carter fan, a huge Monica McNutt fan. So Mm -hmm. I'm just putting that out there. Fair enough, fair enough. So it, if we're talking about the all-star game or all-star weekend with it being on TNT, why couldn't we have Candace Parker in the booth with Kenny Smith and Reggie Miller Mm -hmm. during, during the three point shooting contest. Right. Mm -hmm. And that go, it kind of goes back to the point I was making earlier. Like people think that if, if, whether that's fans watching, like the NBA guys watching the game, or if it's the NBA guys commentating. So if if Reggie and Kenny are saying, oh, my goodness, Sabrina is really good, then she must be really good because they said it. <laughs> but if you have someone like a Candace Parker also in a broadcast booth, when Kenny's making the crazy assumptions and crazy things that he's saying – that's where a Candace Parker, who has played in the league, who still plays in the league, who has played against Sabrina, like Candace can bring a completely different perspective from from not not just a female basketball player's perspective, but from a basketball player's perspective who happens to be a woman. Mm-hmm. I, I just I, I think it's it, it's it's very different coming from a female who's played the game yeah. versus a man who played the game and you're talking about a, a woman shooting the ball. Yes. I am so thrilled and excited that we have more and more women who are in the broadcast booth, who's getting more shine and more opportunity, but like, let's, let's not act like they're doing us a favor. Mm -hmm. 
nope. by adding these women in the booth. Let's just say they're good. No. <laughs> they're they're knowledgeable. They're good at what they do, and it's okay to say sometimes that she just happens to be better than him, whoever that him is. I you rec- know, I received that. I received that. All right, Terry Carmichael Jackson, you've been patient. You are the executive director of the WNBPA. Your thoughts on this conversation is sure and I have been engaged in about the way the media covers or <laughs> not women's professional sports. Yeah, I don't. I don't have much to add. I'm going to co-sign like like 99 percent, 100 percent of of what of what Cheryl just said. I mean, she stole my thunder. I was I was going to talk about and lift up Monica McNutt's name, Andrea Carter's name. I'm going to throw Janae Gumake's name out there too, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say, say Cheryl Swoop's name because if you're watching basketball, if you're watching women's basketball, the WNBA, and you hear a game that Cheryl is doing, there is so much that she brings there's so much history there's so much knowledge as player as coach there's so much that she brings to it um that you feel better you feel smarter same thing when I'm watching and listening to Chanea Gumake I'm like thank god like I don't I don't want to lose her in the W as a current player but I'm so thankful of what she's doing and, and the opportunity that she has and that she has really seized and made her own um to make a name of herself on that broadcast side you know, the mm-hmm. women's the woman's voice, the woman's voice is important in this, whether we're talking about the NBA games or we're talking about the WNBA games. There is a perspective that you will that you you just can't miss. And and I love it. I want to see more of it when it t- comes to the coverage overall. I keep going back to 2020 and, and everybody was home until the season got started again. And when our season got started, yes, viewership is, is you know, through the roof because, because we found a way to make it accessible to the fans. Mm-hmm. Let's not hide how, or, or, you know, let's not make it hard for the fans to try to find a way to watch WNBA games. If you put it on television, that if part. you make it accessible, you know, then, then folks will come and folks will, folks will show out. And, you know, our ratings were tremendous. We, we heard the men's leagues, and I'm not going to call them out, but we heard the men's leagues complaining about their viewership being down. And what they pointed to was, well, we had to compete against everybody else. Yeah, guys, that's what we do every season. That's what we do every <laughs> We've been there. We're been there. Right? We're competing. Um, but when you make it accessible, when you show fans, when you tell fans every Friday you can watch it on ION, Every Saturday and Sunday, you can watch it on ABC or ESPN. Folks know where to go. Yeah. And then, you know, we see the kind of we, we see the kind of numbers that we knew were always there. Yeah. But the coverage has got to be better. We've got to talk about the collegiate game. We've got to connect it up with the with the with what they're doing in the WNBA, the professional ranks. And then we've got to connect it up. Let's don't forget it's an Olympic year. We've got to connect it up yeah. with what these players are doing for USAB and for the national teams because we have so many international players in the W. When we come forward, there are two or three things I want to cover before I lose uh, both Cheryl and uh, Terry at the top of the hour. So we've got a few more minutes here. I want to talk about the collegiate game. Um, you heard uh, uh, Terry mention a moment ago there are a couple of players in particular in the college game that everybody's talking about these days, one at LSU, one at Iowa. You know who they are. I'm curious as to what we think their presence 
conference in the WNBA. I, I assume that's where they're headed. Um, curious as to, uh, as to Cheryl's take and Terry's take on what their presence will do for the game. Uh, I'm thinking back in the day when Magic and Bird were, were in college at Michigan State and Indiana State, respectively. Uh, and the NBA was sort of lagging at that point. But when Magic and Bird got to the league, it turned things around. The WNBA is not lagging, uh, but I'm curious as to how they think the presence of uh, the sister from LSU uh, and the sister from Iowa will, it will impact the WNBA game. And 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 Cheryl started our conversation uh, about 50 minutes ago talking about growth and opportunity. I want to ask both of them, Cheryl and Terry, honestly, what challenges they see that remain for the WNBA to reach its true apex? What are the challenges still for this league, even as we celebrate this documentary film now streaming on Tubi called Shattered Glass, a WNBPA story? More with Cheryl and Terry when we come forward on Tavis Smiley. You're listening to Tavis Smiley, Tavis Smiley, ranked number 45 on the heavy hundred list of the 100 most important radio talk show hosts in America. Ready to re-examine your assumptions and expand your inventory of ideas? More of Tavis Smiley coming your way right now. Before I talk about the challenges that the WNBA faces as it continues its growth and opportunity, to use the phrase, uh, offered to us by uh, four-time champion Cheryl Swoops, I want to talk about um, the, the college game because uh, Terry went there. Terry Carmichael Jackson went there moments ago. She's the executive director of the WNBPA. Uh, and the women's game has, has come on so strong, uh, college and pro, uh, Terry, that we know these players by first names now. Juju, Caitlin, Angel. My sense is that the future of the WNBA is bright, uh, so bright, in fact, we might have to put our sunglasses on. That's how I see it. Terry, how do you see it? Right on. Right on. That's the way I see it, too. I mean, there's some more names you can you can of course, you of missed course. out on, yeah. right? Cameron, Paige, there's so, so, so many. Whether they're coming out this year to join us at the, at the professional level or they're going to uh, come out next year, we look forward to them and we'll welcome them on the union side of the house. We will welcome them with open arms. You know, but the, but that's always been there. Mm-hmm. I think we're just finally paying attention, right? right? We're finally paying attention. We've had elite star athletes, but as Cheryl mentioned earlier, you know, it's kind of the power of social media. It, there's more eyes. There's more, you know, more videos out there. There's more opportunities for us to see and for us to engage. And we're just talking about it more. I Listen, I appreciate this moment right now with you, Tavis mm-hmm. and Cheryl, um, to just keep talking about it because when we do then we're making somebody somebody's just heard me say you know Cameron or Paige and they're not sure who who that is they may not be sure who that is so they're going to look it up right now mm-hmm. so I'm just I'm just grateful for this opportunity um but yeah it's it, they are coming they are big stars in their own right and they will be joining our ranks like I said this yeah. year or next year and we'll make it only only brighter, only we, bigger and brighter. When we come forward in our remaining moments, we will give uh, some final, uh, here's some final comments from the four-time WNBA champion Cheryl Swoops. You're listening to Tavis Smile. Seeking the truth. Speaking the truth. This is the Tavis Smiley Show. Show. Who do you trust to get at the truth? Tavis Smiley. That's who. The conversation continues right now. Got about four minutes left. Uh, four minutes left in this conversation with the great Cheryl Swoops and WNBA PA 
WNBPA, Executive Director Terry Carmichael, too many letters there. Um, <laughs> the documentary that we've been discussing is called Shattered Glass, a WNBPA story, and now available for free on Tubi. I highly recommend it. Cheryl, you were there from the very beginning at this point in the evolution of this game, to use your phrase, growth and opportunity. What do you see on the horizon for the WNBA? Well, I, I want to just piggyback off of what Terry said. The the growth of the game and the collegiate game, the WNBA, it's it's at an all time high. Um, and you, you can talk about the talent that these young young women have and what they're going to be bringing to the league. I, I look at it on the other side as well. The the fans, right? The fans, they're the ones that make the league go. They're the ones that watch. They're the ones that support. My hopes are that the players like an Angel Reese, a Caitlin Clark, a Cameron Brink. Um, we have some years to go with Juju and, and Hannah Hidalgo, but their fan bases, they have a completely different fan base than we've seen in the WNBA, mm-hmm. right? Uh, my hopes are that when they decide to leave, to Terry's point, whether that's this year or next year, that those fans will follow them to the WNBA, not just be their fans with their respective schools that they're playing for. Um, and so I, I think that alone brings excitement and, and takes the the W to a different level. Um, but But I also would say just – when you, when you talk about growth and opportunity, my other hope is that because of this talent that's coming in the league and talent, talent that we've lost, expansion, right? We mm-hmm. will have a new team in the Bay Area in 2025. Uh, my hopes are that that's going to start happening sooner rather than later because there is so much crazy talent in college that's coming to the WNBA because of the lack of teams, because of the lack of roster spots, you know, we lose a lot of that talent, mm-hmm. and that talent has to go play overseas, and sometimes they don't get the opportunity to play in the W. Um, There's so many things we could point at and talk about, but to me, that would be one of the first that I would point at because I hate the fact that we end up losing a lot of this great talent that we have in college, and then they're not getting an opportunity to play in the WNBA just for, for, lack, for lack of teams and roster yeah. spots. Yep. I got 60 seconds left. I'll give uh, 45 seconds to you, uh, Cheryl, for the final word here, which is when you look back now on your four championships, um, situate that for me in your in your in your body of work. Oh, gosh. Um, I, honor for one. I, I was just in a, in a place. I always say God put me at the right place at the right time mm. to be able to play with some incredible talent and, and against some some amazing women. And those four championships will forever be at, at the top of my list, not just because it's, it's a trophy, but because of the opportunity those championships has afforded me in throughout my life. Yep. Uh, none, none greater uh, has touched a basketball in the WNBA, and I'm always delighted to be in dialogue with her. Cheryl Swoops, four-time WNBA champion and uh, participates in this uh, documentary called Shattered Glass, a WNBPA story now available once again for free on Tubi. And how honored have we been to have had Terry Carmichael Jackson as well, who is the executive director of the WNBPA, uh, who is also an executive producer on this documentary. Congratulations to both of you on the doc. Uh, an honor to have had you on this program. Thank you. And long live the WNBA. <laughs> Thank you, Tavis.
Thank you for coming on. Thank you, Travis. Good to have you both here. Just like that, three hours gone. Our show is over until tomorrow when we're back here, Lord willing, again to do it all over. Until then, thanks for tuning in to Tavis Smiley. And as always, keep the faith.